Hello, this is Adrian Danchegwaring, and you are listening to Dance and Stuff. What's going on with Dance? <laughs> Hold on, try again. No, just Hi, this is Adrian Danchegwaring. <laughs> Hello, good afternoon. You are listening to What's Going On with Dance and Stuff. Yes! I am your guest host. I am your singular host yes. today. Here with Reed and Harriet in the studio, mm-hmm. which is sweltering this first day of spring. <laughs> Boom, there you have it. Um, we are talking about an upcoming works in process at the Guggenheim. This weekend, yeah. Sunday, Monday. Correct. What are the dates, y'all? The 25th and 26th. The 25th and 26th. So 7.30 shows? 7.30 p.m. shows. Be there or be square. Correct. Um, it turns out that I'm moderating one of these two shows. Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday. And I am in the studio now to find out what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to talk about? We'll dance a little bit. <laughs> Mostly stuff. Mostly stuff. Okay. Mostly stuff and fabric. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the interview about the show? Oh, yeah, of Who course. Who are you? You've never been on the podcast. I've never been on the podcast. I've been waiting for my moment, and well, here I am. Well, this isn't it. It'll, there'll be a bigger yeah. moment. Yeah. I got bamboozled into this one. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. Um, well, we're friends here. Yes. We're friends through dance and through life. I spend most of my time dancing in New York City Ballet. Yes. How many years? Fifteen years. Good for you. Wow. Oh, man. I hope you make it fun. Is that an anniversary of sorts? Do no. I get a, I think a tool ruffle or something for fifteen? No. Maybe at twenty. Yeah. Hey. We'll get we'll give you a ruffle at twenty. Okay. And maybe they'll drop something. You know what I really want is one of those bathing suits. But like a male speedo version. Okay. Just okay. Pl- just planting the seed. We can do that. In five five years, years out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be ready. <laughs> you can s- tend to your silkworms in the <laughs> factory. Um, so you guys have commissioned a bunch of choreographers, or you've like asked your friend choreographers to make some work. That's right. They're all choreographers that Reed has danced for, and that we've costumed for. Right. So I've seen the term choreographer clients. Yeah, they're somewhere clients. in the literature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, these are much more intimate relationships than like sort of client relationships. Yeah. Well, I mean, at different levels, because like obviously Jack, I have a very like long... Who's that? Fervor. Oh, okay. Jack Fervor. Have you heard of him? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his work. He and I have known each other a long time, and then I've costumed many pieces for him and danced in many pieces for him, so that's a real close one. Who else is there? Lar Lubavitch. Lar... I is is more like a client choreographer relationship. I did work for him for a long time, but I wouldn't say I don't like you know go over to hang out and like watch right. Drag Race or whatever. Right. But it's interesting, right? Because you as a dancer have this understanding of his work and his aesthetic sensibility, mm. right? Because you danced with and for him for some period of time, mm-hmm. and even in recent years have gone back to guest. I I did right yes. So Laura is making a piece for you guys. It's a piece which is actually premiering like a kind of a month from now on his own season at the mm-hmm. Joyce, which is his 50th anniversary season for his company. And That's gold. That anniversary is gold. Gold. Yeah. Oh. 50th? Yeah. Should we oh. costume his piece in gold? La May. Oh, I do. Adrian, you just gave us, yeah, an Interesting. idea. Interesting. Have you not costumed this one yet? We have to. <laughs> <laughs> for this weekend or for the no. actual No, 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 no. We're joy. doing an excerpt from that piece for this show that Lar has very graciously donated to us that 
Bur- Russ, what's his name? Burr, Russell. The Russell <laughs> Jansen. Russell Sprouts. Just one of those tall drinks of water. Yeah. Um, it's Russell. And he, so Russell and I are going to do that piece. And then when it's done at the Joyce, it'll be Tobin and Nicole Correa. Tobin Delcourt. Okay. And um, so we d- costumed it kind of however we wanted. Laura has not seen the costumes yet mm-hmm. for the Guggenheim show, which it's fun. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> um, but if we we're not. We have to switch. We did a set of costumes for what is going to happen in April at the Joyce for Laura, but we've rejected them along with Laura, and so we're going to come up with something else. Okay. Yeah. So that's still in process. Yes. Yes. Which and is I kind like- of the whole idea here, right? We work, we process. Yeah, sure. We work some more. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So there's that. Jack is making a piece, Mm -hmm. has made a piece. Yes. Are these pieces still in process as of this week? Well, yes. We haven't done any tech stuff for them. Uh So, like, once they go into the theater, there has to be some sorting out in terms of, like, where things go and lighting and transitions. Mm -hmm. But the steps for the five dances exist now, as of yesterday. Okay. Yeah. And all the costumes exist. Except one that I'm remaking right now. Oh, that's what I walked in on. Yeah. Okay. Right. But it was a, you know, a fabric malfunction. But we know what it is. We just had to re- I always refabricate it. it. No, it really was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so another aspect of this, as we're talking about Reed's, some aspects of Reed's dance career, is that Harriet will be dancing yes. in this performance. I, I am bet. dancing. Yeah. In yeah. Four out of five? Yes. Yeah, you're just not in Lars. I'm not doing Lars' piece, <laughs> um, but I'm in the others. All right. I have little cameos. I'm a w- crazed witch at one point. That sounds like a Jack piece. No. It's actually Whoa. not. I know. Spoiler alert. Just, just wait, out. guys. Just wait. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. Harriet <laughs> does full Pam Tanoid steps with Stuart Singer. That's hard. Tap, tap, tap. They do a shoulder sit. Now, can you remind me, did you have, do you have dance training in your body? Well, as a, as a kid, I, you know, did the whole ballet and, you know, as a child, um, I also did many years of Korean traditional folk dance. Um, and then in college I was in like three hip hop dance groups for fun. (laughs) What do you mean three? Is that like not at the same time? At the same time, because... Berkeley had several dance groups. Wow. And they were all sort of had their thing. And at some point, I think I was in, I, th- I was in three different ones. Can you describe ones. the differences? Um, one group was more all-encompassing. They did swing, they did jazz, and hip-hop. And I, at one point, was a swing dancer, too, on that team. Learning things and then, after all these years. And then one group was smaller and just hip-hop. Like, all we do is hip-hop. A specific kind? Does hip-hop have genres? Yeah. Yes, it, it does. Um, it just depended on what choreographer was picked that year. They could pick from whatever genre they want. Um, and then another team just did sort of jazz and um, hip-hop. How did you have time? I would be up till midnight, like, rehearsing sometimes. <laughs> Were you good at remembering steps? I, I was one of those people, I'm slow at learning, as in, you know those people that they learn the steps and then they can perform it five seconds later? Yeah. I need to let it marinate, and then Me I'm okay. Too. It's got to percolate. It does, and then I'm, I'm good. What did you guys wear? 
And it where depended. did you do shows? We would do, we would get little like theaters or a lot of our shows were for the public, like for the, every, all the, st- the student bodies. So we put on huge shows outdoors and they'd, people would just come and sit on the ground and watch us. And did, you would just like bust a move. We would bust a move. I did a lot of hairography, which was my favorite, like, to pussycat dolls. (laughs) Was your hair really long? My hair was long, yeah. Was it like, um, this is a phenomenon I've just learned about, like, heels class? Oh, we didn't. A Beyonce video? I I actually want to take a heels class, but no, I didn't. We weren't in heels yet, no. Okay, and Reed, as per your question about, like, are there different genres Mm -hmm. of hip-hop, there's this great... Camille Brown did a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen it? No. no. And it's like a video. It's called The History of American Social Dance in 25 Moves. Oh. And it starts with like, you know, African diaspora, like slave dances mm-hmm. and sort of the like physical percussion that they developed when they were denied drums and song. And oh. it goes up through sort of American history to include like the cakewalk, which was like a parody mm-hmm. of the masters, but was so entertaining that they performed it on plantations and then like the Charleston and then the emergence of all these different schools of regional hip hop dance vernacular. Is she on the cover of Dance Magazine right now? I think me thinks. Me thinks too. Mm. Me thinks he saw She also choreographed once on this island. Oh wow, which yeah, yeah, yeah. is phenomenal. Really? Yeah, like spectacular dance driven narrative. And our friend um Justin Scribner calls the shots on that show. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, cool. Or calls the cues. <laughs> <laughs> he calls them well. Yeah. I mean, the show went off without a hitch. I have a question for you, Adrian. But so, I'm the interviewer. Right. Okay, role reversal. Just for a moment. <laughs> we're very verse here on what's going on with dance and stuff. Um, at the panel... Would you like to talk with just Harriet and I, or would you like to talk with all the choreographers as well? Good question. My feeling is maybe I start with the two of you, and then we invite the choreographers up. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, so maybe we can rotate through. We can draft a sort of game plan. That sounds interesting. Because I feel like... Rotation. Having been to a lot of works and processes, um, you never want to have people just sitting there... Right. Uninvolved in so the dialogue. Boring. Yeah. So I think that you guys will be the mainstays and then we'll sort of rotate, rotate through. through. I like that. Maybe sequentially. Do they just go back to their seat when they're done? Yeah. Great. We'll just have them seated near. Yeah. So I'll actually choreograph that part. That's wonderful. And you can make the costume. We part. can't handle anything. <laughs> what are you going to wear? Well, definitely not what I'm wearing today because it's hot. Okay. No long johns, no wool pants. What's it like outside right now? It's sunny, right? It's sunny. Is the snow melting away? It's melting. There are large chunks of snow and ice falling off of roofs. Wonderful. Luckily, all of the Lower East Side is covered in, like, corrugated tin because everything's under construction. (laughs) So you have a protective roof (laughs) overhead. It's true. Um, In my neighborhood, we have so many trees. It's a little scary. Oh, with the lumps falling. Because you just see chunks just falling. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. It's beautiful, though. So maybe I'll wear a hard hat on Sunday. Monday. To the show? To the show. That's exciting. And I also just want to warn everyone, you know there's that piece of art next to the stage? Yes. Yeah. In the, the disc. Band, the Ellsworth Kelly. Yeah. Which I accidentally used to give myself a ballet bar no, the no, first no, time no, I ever no, did no, a works no, in process. No, no. Not realizing that it was like a $20 and million. Dollar. Did they it had to be sent away for cleaning. It had to be sent away for cleaning. Not because of her. I was like, I was like <laughs> yeah. just bleach him on me. I think someone came on it at some point. 
Mm, I Um, back to us. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Right. Well, we were talking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By way of how I'm gonna that sculpture you. factors in prominently into Jack's piece. In no one text. touches it though. Nobody oh, okay. touches it. <laughs> Nobody touches. So it. who have we touched on? We've touched on Lar Lubavitch. Mm-hmm. We've touched on Pammy T. Have we? Only briefly to say that I'm doing Harry does steps. a shoulder set. Oh yeah, she really does. We've um, touched on Jack. Yes, and there's Gwen Welliver, who is our probably like in terms of like our listeners and. One that's not that's maybe presumptuous, but in terms of the audience at the Guggenheim, she's probably like the least known. Um, but she had like a long career at Doug Verone mm-hmm. and as an assistant at Trisha Brown, and um, she makes beautiful work. And Harry and I are big fans. I'm a huge fan. I've I was only involved in costuming one of her pieces, What a Horse, mm-hmm. and I immediately I immediately loved it mm. and her. Just to her energy, everything. Her I was like, why isn't method? she? What like sh- famous? <laughs> Did she also make Polly Pocket? No, that's Jillian Pena. Oh, sorry, but that's okay. Gwen Welliver. Sorry, Gwen and Jill. Prior to What a Horse made a piece called Beasts and Plots, and prior to that, a piece called Glen Gallery Girl, and those were pieces I costumed because Stuart Singer was um, in those works and recommended me or whatever. So that's how I got involved with her, and then Harry came into the picture, and when when Gwen made What a Horse, it was. Mostly a duet for Claire Westby and Stuart Singer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the way she works is that they'll improvise in the studio with some like ideas or with some methodology they've been working on. And then they'll learn exactly, like if Gwen's really happy with a passage or in terms of what their relationships mm-hmm. in the improv, they'll learn the material from the video that their bodies did and then, you know, solidify it into the mm. piece. But um, there was a point in the creation of that work that Gwen was like, I can't be in this. She was like, I have too much other stuff on my plate, and the timing is weird. Reed, would you like to do my part? And I was sort of like, yes, that's so cool. But I didn't get to like go back to the process and improvise and learn my own body. I had to learn Gwen's body. Right. Right. So I had to learn this like seven-minute trio where I'm Gwen. But in a way, that feels like exactly what most of my ballet experience has been working with choreographers. Right. If they make the steps and you execute them. But except like... As opposed to this much more collaborative kind right. of ecosystem you're right, describing. Right, right. That's exactly right. But the movement I'm learning is like uh, not inside of like a codified vocabulary. It's just like super idiosyncratic. So I'm like, Ooh, what? Um, but that happened years ago. I learned that. We did it. And now we're reconfiguring the piece into a trio with Harriet. So Claire is disappeared from the piece, and it's mostly a duet now for Stuart and I. And then Harriet has learned some of Claire's material and some of my material. Based on video. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to be, quote-unquote, Claire, and then I have to be, quote-unquote, Reed. But she's really point. just Harriet. But of course it's not going to be that. Yeah. No. She only ever It's going to be, be just me. She can only be Harriet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was been, that's been a fun process actually, putting that back together. Cool. Yeah. Did that information sort of bubble back up to the surface or was it totally, no, it was relearning It really entirely. took a, took an effort. Yeah. I spent a lot of, I lost some sleep over it. This is such a crazy phenomenon, right? That you could have danced a thing. Uh-huh. I mean, seven years ago you said? Something like that? Four. God. Maybe four. I'm really not paying attention. I don't remember. That's okay. But, but I, I make a I don't mean moderator. I didn't say a number, but oh. yeah. 
And then you look at yourself on tape and you're like, I did that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Reed does that a lot. <laughs> I'm like, am I doing those steps? That's amazing. Yeah. I'm kind of like impressed by myself at this point. Like I'm past the point of being like, you're a disgusting idiot. You know, like we're, if you see it like two months later, you're like, Ugh. Oh, gross. If I see it the day after, Oh, I'm like, oh, I want to refund people's yeah. tickets for that show. <laughs> but now I see stuff from the past. And I'm like, pretty good. You Instagram some really cute videos of you dancing Balanchine when you were at PNB. Really good. Really good. Yeah. You did that five couples dance. I was amazing. I mean, you're like that was at Alberta Ballet. Yeah. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the four Timberlands was at PNB. Oh, okay. Um, did you sh- say Shanae's on fleek? <laughs> I like that. Shanae's on fleek. You guys, I had good hair. <laughs> you still have good hair. Yeah. There's just less of it. Well, shorter wise? Do you um, think I'm like hairline wise? <laughs> no, I'm oh. saying Oh, is it? Yeah, it's always been a from from youth a, a high hairline situation. Oh. Yeah. Yo you and I. <laughs> Sister. Um, so that's Gwen. That's Gwen. And then we have Burr Johnson, who we haven't talked about much. And he not only has contributed a very substantial work to the show, which has most of the costumes on it, I would say, but he also has been our administrator person, administrative go-to. He's done all the emails and the scheduling and all the hideous stuff, which has been, thank you, Burr. Can't thank you enough. Get it. Yeah. That's incredible. I have such a distinct memory of seeing you and Burr do a piece of his creation. Please tell me about it. In an art gallery in Chelsea during a Ryan McNamara show and you guys distributed Legos on the floor yeah maybe you handed out twigs to people too there were a lot of like small that has definitely happened in her pieces I don't know if there was there's a part in that dance where we both hold solo cups full of Legos and then we do this like Fai Assemblé step around in a circle and then all the Legos fly out all over the floor yeah I, I remember having like concern that. for your, really good. your body because you were doing Faye Assemblée on like a concrete gallery floor. Welcome to downtown. Wait, you guys, not non-dancer here. What's a Faye Assemblée? It's like, so jump up off two feet, mm-hmm. one leg passes over into a plie, and then you, you kick one leg up and both legs assemble and you land... On two feet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are many. Two feet of to it. one foot. Mm-hmm. One Joe. foot to two feet. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's really a two feet to two feet. No, faille brush assemblé. Yeah. I'd argue that assemblé is jumping off of one foot. Uh, well, you know, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk and not talk about it for hours. But we need Michael here, Michael Breeden, to really get into oh, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. assemblé. Yeah. Um, I was recently sitting during this New York Choreographic Institute, like, casting process. Mm-hmm. You can turn that off. That's boring. No. Um, and Kay Mazo, who runs the School of American Ballet, was teaching class, and she was giving some boy a correction on, like, how to raise his arms from, like, preparatory through first position out to second, and was emphasizing that you have to, like, essentially cross your elbows, which is, like, a very Balanchinian thing. Cross your elbows. And, and then, like the hands need to cross. The I think elbow? it was just like the hands need. I, you know, I, I've I never don't seen think it my done, elbows can cross. But I've seen people dance in this sort of caricatured Balanchine way. Right. That, I've seen it. That you know, we've all sort of there are red flags yes. out there. Fingers. Um, and this young choreographer who was sitting next to me said, "Balanchine technique, page one sixty six. Small arms. 
<laughs> and I was like, pardon? And he's like, page 166, small arms. And apparently in Suki Shore's book, there's uh-huh. a whole chapter on this. On concept. balancing technique? Is that what it's called? Yes. <laughs> Suki Shore's on balancing Starring technique. Starring Dana. Deanna McBreardy? No, and Deanna. And Dana, Dana. Hansen? Yes. Yeah. Starring Dana Hansen, Love everybody. Her. She's got a foot. She got hooves. She's great. My first gig ever when I was like an apprentice with the New York City Ballet was up in Vermont. And I did Agon Potida with Dana Hansen. Oh, wow. I was like not mature enough to do it, but whatever. And it was to record music. And we were in this little performing arts center in like a park somewhere, southern did Vermont. Did you get permission to do this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was like approved. Okay. By the bouncing trust. They were like, good luck. Yeah. And good night. <laughs> and, and then everyone closed their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we came out of the wing and we came to B plus to start uh-huh. the Potida. And we started, or as Dick Tanner would say, and we do this fast passage in canon on diagonal and then across the front of the stage laterally. And she does a double swivel to attitude and wraps her foot around my head. And the music never started. And we stood up and Dana Hansen clapped her hands twice and said, we're going to do that again to the audience. And we walked back to the corner and assumed B plus and did it again. I was you made it through that whole passage without realizing the music wasn't playing. We knew the music wasn't playing, but like what do you do? You're going. I And you think, oh the music will start, we'll pick it up somewhere. I actually thought about that for this show. I was like, you know what? If there's like a music glitch, I'm just gonna stop. I was like, there's and talk to the audience about it. Like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. I hate shows where like something fucks up and then people pretend like nothing's happening. We have dance and process. Right. And process. Let's Yeah, this is a process. Um, do you need to know anything else? God, so much. Do you think on the panel you're going to ask for some background for, like, I don't know. On each of you? No, just, like, why we're doing the show or... Well, I was actually just trying to, like, I was buying data on both of you from Facebook. Well, actually from Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Thinking that I, that would be my research. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. You because know, you both got fat files. Yeah. Hmm. I uh, do? No, oh, I don't yeah. either. I barely ever post on Facebook. I mean, I'm interested to think about, like, the way you, were, Harriet, you were just talking about processing dance information, choreographic material, and feeling like you're a slow learner in that way. Because we all know, or we know, Reed and I know, that you have this sort of brilliant scientific mind. Mm. Right? It's different, yes. It's one thing to have it stored in your brain, and then the translation into the body is where... I'm not as, you know, comfortable and trained as you guys. So I remember steps, actually, yeah, if someone's like, what did we learn? I could tell you what we learned. But for me to do it uh, do it again comfortably takes, like, repetition. Mm-hmm. A lot more repetition, I think, than it would for dancers, professional dancers. That makes sense. I mean, I think this is the thing that Malcolm Gladwell writes about like the sort of 10,000 hours Mm -hmm, to attain mm -hmm. mastery of any given pursuit. Mm. Right. And I would say, like, Reed's body certainly undertook that by the age of, like, 18. Right. But then how many hours does it take to lose those skills? Well, I think that this is a really interesting question, right, is, like, this pursuit of unlearning. Yeah. And I think especially when you find yourself to be so trained in one specific technique, right? For you, Reed, it was ballet Mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then there was this process of like learning new dance modalities, new technical framework to apply to your body whilst unlearning some of the habits and sort of stringency mm. of ballet. True. 
I feel like I'm only le- unlearning now. The best thing about unlearning ballet is returning to ballet and being like, oh, this can be so much more. Yeah. And so much more fun. So much more in certain regards and so much less in other regards. Certain things. Like, so much less anxiety. Yes. Well, and also, like, well, it depends. But, like, certain, like, physical things come and go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not, like, insurmountable limitations, which they really can be when you don't have more information. If you don't have enough information to figure out, like, how to do ballet without jumping... How are you going to do ballet without jumping, you know? Or I think what I think of McCarva's head is that there are a hundred different ways to do arabesque. Totally. You know? There's no need to get it up. I mean, up, yes. But how high? But how high? Well, they're like qualitative versus quantitative (laughs) measures. Um, Are you guys excited? Are you nervous? I'm excited. And I'm, but also ready for it to be done. I feel really curious. I feel really like, what is this right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and hopeful. And I think it'll be entertaining. Inevitably, it will be entertaining because it goes everything short. And do, this is actually a question structurally. Do they segue into each other, the performance pieces? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we won't be discussing work between Only the at the end. Okay. Only at the end. So you have to remember. Remember. As much as, obviously, we've seen all the rehearsals, we know most of the steps, we haven't seen it as a whole in costume, so it's kind of a surprise for us, too, in a a way. So We've seen Burr's piece in costume. We've seen Jack's piece in costume, more or less. Right, but we haven't seen the whole show laid out the way we imagined it, Um, so that will be interesting. And, yeah, I agree with Reed in that, At the very least, it will be entertaining. Yeah. And we have the phenomenal singer and pianist who are going to be, who are going to be the glue to our show, which Mm -hmm. is show enough, if you ask me. So if you ever don't want to look at us, if you get sick of looking at me or Harriet dance. But you guys are also just so clever because you wound up sort of, you know, roping in some of the most phenomenal dancers that's true. We have Maggie Ukraine. Cloud. You guys, oh, man. we have Maggie. I have to dance next to her. She's a goddess. Yeah. She's, yeah. Well, then She's no one will look at you, so that's like a moment of like true. stress-free That's true. I am huge, which is, I mean, actually, I look like a tiny person on the stage with Burr and Russell. I feel like it's almost like the audience is going to have like a distorted sense of reality when mm. they meet me afterwards if they don't know me, because they'll be like, if you're this size, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then how's Harriet going to appear next to those? Like Thumbelina. <laughs> Thumbelina, maybe, yeah. Thumbelina Ballerina. <laughs> yeah. Takes to the stage. Um, but yeah, Tiffany Aubin singing, friend of the podcast. Patrick's going to be playing Patrick Gallagher. I think it's going to be a good show. It might be like a little long for some of the Guggenheim regulars, but... Durationally. Is this a durational work? It's six hours. It's so downtown. <laughs> yeah. Um, bring your sleeping bag. Bring a snack. We don't mind the sound of candy wrappers opening. Or electric toothbrushes. No. But, um, no, it should be like an almost an hour, like four, 50 minutes of dance, and then half an hour half of Half an hour talk. of dialogue. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Should we wrap here? How long did we I talk now? I have more now? questions, but... We just, we just talked for... Uh, 27 minutes. We can talk for three more. Are you working with someone like a producer who's actually looking at all of this 
not from inside of it. <laughs> no. no we, have, we are okay. not. Harriet and I are the eyes and ears and noses okay. of this whole show. Yeah, that's what I mean by it. it's a surprise for us, too, in yeah, a way. And sometimes yeah. even, like, something Harriet's doing has been a surprise for me. Because, like, she'll go to rehearsal with Pam Tanowitz. I don't know what's happened. I'll go to rehearsal with Pam Tanowitz, and she doesn't know what's happened. So that's fun. Does this Same. make you nervous? Not at all. Oh. Really? If I were expected to dance, maybe. You might have to. Jack has an injury, which I'm sure he'll tell about on a voice memo. Okay. Yeah. But that would also require you to learn a lot of lines. Could Adrian do a version of Jack? An Adrian so. version of Jack? Yeah, can you, like, put on leotards with animals and then come up with personal kind of, like, anecdotes about each one? The anecdotes might be more difficult. I've definitely tried on most of those leotards. Mm. Like, what would you say if you were wearing a tiger? What would you talk about in terms of your life experience? I would say I'm a real tiger in bed. Oh. Have you been told that? This is for a later podcast. Oh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> is that the language they use? <laughs> a tiger. I don't know if I'd like that. A tiger sounds dangerous and scratchy. Um, sounds like super cuddly, but like with an... Oh, with dangerous. With an underlying danger. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. What kind of animal do I want to be like in bed? Uh, I guess tiger is pretty good. Mm. Although cat sex sounds really painful. They're always screaming, you know. It's because they're designed to get stuck. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know what animals have, like, romantic sex. I don't know. Like, really loving, sort of... Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of, like, biting necks and, like, pressure. Or just, like, There's a lot of pressure. really right. quick it's, insertion. And just force. Yeah. <laughs> but there are, like, you know, some birds that, like, wrap their necks around each other's necks, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that. You know who you should get on the show to talk about? This is Isabella Rossellini. Oh, that'll be easy. <laughs> that would be Jack's dream. I well, here we go. Do you Isabella. know her? Will fly. Do you know her? I don't, but I know she has an upcoming show at uh, Bershkov Art Center. Mm. Is it more bugs? Maybe it's more like insect sex or something. Fine. Squid sex. Mm. I haven't seen Ellie and Kristen in ages. I can't wait to see them at the show. I'm so excited. I feel like we've been on lockdown for a while. We really have. Yeah. Weekends, everything, just well, here. You've been prolific. I mean, this rack is all going to the Guggenheim this weekend. Yeah. It's exciting. Adrian, thank you for being our moderator. Thank you for being our guest host today. Surprise. Surprise. You get what you paid for. How can people um, see you? How can they find you on the internet or on a phone? Well, they can find me at the Guggenheim on Monday night. Yes. But get your tickets. Use code capital A. Oh, no. Capital R. A-N-D-H. Those are all capitals. Use that code. $25 tickets. Adrian, what's your Instagram handle? Adrian Clay. Great. At Adrian Clay. Do not try to email him. Nobody wants an email. Um, you can find him on YouTube in all kinds of New York City ballet stuff, talking about moves, talking about other Jerome Robbins dance, talking about something, doing a screen test. <clears throat> um, that's all. That's you can't it. delete yourself from the internet. Can yeah, you not? It's, no. it's, it's impossible. It'd be great if there was a picture you could just be like, no. Yeah, or like full video segments. But whatever. Life oh goes on. God. I saw you do Agon with um, Maria. Yeah. I didn't make that up, right? You didn't make that up. It, it was the best. Thanks, Harry. Did you feel the She's best? She's a dream. Did you feel the best? Um, I feel like this last season was a real awakening for me. Mm. For a number of reasons. Such Come a tiger. A real tiger on stage, Such too. Such a tiger. You guys looked amazing. Thank you. Well, you know. 
she's the real deal, so I had to step it up. But so are you. Yeah, you looked great. Thanks, boo. You're having a good time. I saw you in something. I saw you in a few things, but I saw you in a thing where I was with Kristen and Ellie, and then they left because I stayed for the rest of the show. What was that? Apollo. Oh. Adrian, you're the star. Did you know he's a principal dancer, everybody? <laughs> Look him up. Adrian Danchik Waring. Good pronunciation. Was that nice? It was perfect. Thank you. Like, better than I do. That's the Americanization of a name that was once not American. No, it was all kinds of not American. Yeah, but also a name that Which only, is actually the most American thing you could be. That name right. only came to exist in you, because it's more names than ever existed on anyone I'm else. the singular hyphenate. You truly are. Really? Neither of your brothers have it? No. Are you the only spawn of your mother and father? No, I have two brothers, but different name configurations. But are they? But you have half brothers. My older brother's my half brother. Oh, okay, I see. And then my middle brother. Well, we have a whole <laughs> podcast to, t- to learn about this. We're gonna learn about Eric. It's all gonna be fun. Okay, you guys, we loves you. Please come to the Guggenheim Jack Show at Nyla. Will follow shortly thereafter. Everything is imaginable. Tickets are selling well. They're oh, I adding, just got mine. They're adding a 10 p.m. show one of the nights. Don't know which. Hopefully they'll have costumes to wear. Harry and I haven't started. Which which is which? <laughs> which which which? Bye. What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening? Oh, it's too depressing to do alone. Um, I'm... Hello, everybody. <laughs> I I am in my apartment. Um, my calf is wrapped. It is up. Um, and today I'm going to talk about injury and acceptance (laughs) Um, and um, with resistance because I don't fully accept anything ever Um, it's just not part of my nature and trust if I could at this point with 15 15 plus years of therapy and many other forms of recovery I I think I'd nail it but you know I probably do pretty well certainly Certainly better than I used to. When this injury happened, I thought about Martha Graham. Of course, I mean, I think of her daily, sometimes by the minute. Um, And when she was doing, she was, I believe they were in England. I can't remember exactly where they were. But, uh, and I believe that they were doing Every Soul's Circus, which is bizarre because I had just posted that. Uh, I had literally just posted that before going to my rehearsal on Sunday. I'd posted a photo of that. It's funny, you know, uh, coincidences. And she went down to a Grand Prix and she heard this pop, felt this pop, and her knee swole the size of a grapefruit. And um, Ted, wait, wow, I really wanted to be like Ted Hughes as if uh, she was Sylvia Plath. That's that's a Sylvia Plath story. Um, and then I was thinking of Ted Sean, but no, she was with Eric Hawkins. Another... A uh, challenging man, <laughs> and um, not my favorite. Um, and he—they uh, got in a huge fight. She really flew off the handle when in her injury. Of course, she was terrified, and he left her. Can you imagine? Left her that night, threw like pebbles up at the dancers' windows to get enough fare to like get on a boat back to America. Which I just think. 
there's many things about Eric Hawkins that I don't um, live for, and that would be one of them. Anyhow, I did think of uh, her when this injury happened. This is what happened. We're rehearsing for uh, Reed and Harriet's Guggenheim piece. Please come this Sunday and Monday. I am still performing. The show must go on. Um, though I will not be doing uh, choreography. I won't be dancing. Um, I will not be doing what I have been doing. I'll be doing other things like posing and having Russell and Burr lift me around more than they already have to. Um, and uh, we were in rehearsal for it. And um, I felt this, I was just doing these small skips and, and it pivoted and I felt like I had been stabbed in my calf and I thought, Oh I, God, it's this tight. And I just tried to keep going and I really couldn't. Um, I haven't had any injury like that before. And, um, I thought maybe it's a Charlie horse and I started massaging it. And then Burr was like, you know, put, put the ball of your foot against the wall and really try and stretch it. And when I did that, it felt like whatever knife had been stuck in my calf, uh, started to simultaneously slide down and end up it. And I thought I better stop that. And then I was like, I hobbled to the bathroom and I just knew I was like, I've torn my calf. Um, and then we I watched them run the piece without me in it. And then I got in a car and I got home and I did not contact my PT because I didn't want confirmation. I just, just didn't want to hear it. Um, and I wrapped it and elevated it and started icing and doing all the things. And then I saw my PT and she was like, you did and you tore it. So for Reed and Harriet's piece of the Guggenheim, I immediately was like, okay, well the choreography I was doing, I can see all these ways that I don't need to do that actually. And it makes sense for the piece. And then I thought about my show for New York live arts, which is in under two weeks now. I open on April 4th and that show was ending with me dancing for about 20 minutes straight. And that is, has to change. I had briefly thought about postponing the show, but it, it didn't make sense. Like it was, I think there's times when people know to postpone a show or know to even cancel a show. And this was not one of those times. It was interesting with the PT. She said, you know, you can, it, you can go backwards. You just can't travel forwards. <laughs> Um, because of the way the dorsiflexion happens. And uh, so I've started remaking all of my choreography and as gently as possible, my tendency is to always push. So my body's letting me know when I'm doing that. And I'm going to allow and accept and change. And... um I, already the things that I've written, some of the choreography that I've started to change, it's better. It's better than what I had before. And so in that way, I mean, I'm not, I don't believe in like, you know, this was supposed to happen. You know, when people are like, oh, that was supposed to happen. It's like, girl, <laughs> when we look at world events and children being harmed and, yeah, or just, you know, people being harmed, this... Oh, that white, that last white rhino dying. I mean, no, I just, I kind of, I can't get into, like, these things are just supposed to happen. But I do believe that there's ways to use what comes at you. And I'm going to use it. So I hope that I 
listeners, you'll come see the show. It's a it's a work I'm really proud of, and and uh, since I I just heard Adrian's interview with Reed and Harriet, which I love, and uh, and come and see Reed and Harriet's show, obviously. Sunday and Monday. It's going to be wild. Um, and then get your tickets for my show at Nyla, which is April 4th through 7th. Um, Reed is in it. Also, Reed and Harry have to make all the costumes for that. Jeremy, who produces this, is making the set. And then it's Dancers Beyond My Wildest Dreams. James Whiteside, Lloyd Knight, and Garen Scribner. I just, I am, and we start back into our final residency this coming Tuesday. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, wild 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 i remember martha graham and blood memory she said my father said uh, always told me that i run best on a muddy track there is something to that <laughs>